Welcome back to my podcast. My name is Andre Tyson. In today's segment, we're going to look at money bags. He who controls the bag controls his future and his destiny. A lot of people know me by Andre. Some people know me as Chef Dre, but I also go by a different name, and that name is Money Bags. I'll talk about how I got that name, but the main focus of today's discussion is surrounding money. And a lot of people have a different view about money and where money is concerned. Some people see money as it being bad and evil, while others see money as being good. A lot of people have different view and value of where money is concerned. I strongly believe that if you master these two principles, it will help you to stay focused on the right things where money is concerned. And those two principles are contentment and self-control. Because at the end of the day, everyone's trying to get the bag, regardless of what they say. Let's get into it. Money bags. I didn't choose this name. This name was given to me. Let me explain. I used to rent, and after many years of renting, one day I said to myself, what do I have to show? Where did all my money went? What did I gain, and what did I lose? So I got sick and tired of renting, and I decided I want to buy a house of my own. So I went through the home buying process. I took the first time home buyer's class, and after that, I sat down with a financial advisor. She took a look at my finance to see where I was at, and after looking at my credit report and my bank statement, her response was, I'm sorry to inform you, Mr. Tyson, but you're below the poverty line, which I was making less than $30,000 a year. And that's what I was getting from my current job. I was barely getting by. Plus, I was in debt with loans and credit card bill. She was like, unless something changed, there's no way you can afford a house based on your current financial situation. So I went and I got a second opinion. So I went to the bank to see what I was qualified for. So the bank manager sat down with me. He pulled my credit report and looked at my current financial situation. And he said, unfortunately, you're not qualified to buy a house based on this report and based on your income and finances. However, unless something changes, it won't be necessary for you to contact us. I felt devastated, embarrassed, and disappointed at the time but I didn't give up I met with a real estate agent I told her I wanted to buy a house but I was broke she said for a first-time home buyer like yourself the only thing I need is three to five percent down which could also be your first your last month and you secure the deposit what you would need to rent a new apartment this was what activated the money bags within me. I sat down and I wrote out all of my bills on a piece of paper. I applied for a second job. Then I signed up 
for all of the overtime that was available. Within two years, I literally paid up all my credit cards and my credit score improved and I had money left over in savings after I paid all of my bills. One day my boss was like, why are you working so much overtime? I told her I was sick and tired of renting and I wanted to buy a house of my own. So I got a second job and I currently do that and because of the extra effort that I've made, I'm now in a much better place financially. Her response was like, okay, Mr. Moneybag. And that's how my name got started. I went back to my financial advisor with the improvement that I've made and she was very impressed. I also visited the same bank and the bank manager was also impressed with what was achieved over that short period of time. We then talked about what kind of house I wanted and what I was qualified for based on my finance. Everything worked out okay and I got the house that I always wanted and I really liked it. I went back and gave my real estate agent a gift card and I, and I thank her for everything that she did because she is the main reason as to where I'm at in life today. That goes to show if you're persistent about your goals and dream, the universe will put things and people along your path to help you get there. You just have to recognize them when they show up. So let's talk about money. A lot of people have different opinions and view about money. And after many hours and based on all of different aspects of money, here are what some people say about money. Some people think that money is bad. Some people think that money is evil. Some people even think that money is not important. Some people say that money can't buy happiness or can't buy love. But some people say, I'd like to find that out for myself. Thank you. Here are my views on the subject. Money is not bad and it is important. Money is a clothes on your back. It provides a warm home, a hot meal on the table, college tuition for the kids, it pays your doctor bills, and the list goes on. Nothing, however, will ever take the place of money and where money is concerned. It's good to have money and all the things and all the amazing things that money can buy. But it's also good to check up once in a while to make sure you haven't lost the things that money can't buy. Like time well spent with that special someone in your life. Like a family member that you haven't seen in a while. You can never buy or make up for that things that money can't buy. Like love and quality time. With great health comes great wealth. But no amount of wealth can bring back your health when it's gone. What is money anyway? And depending on where you are in the world, they are different currency. In the United States, we have dollar. In England, they have pound. In Japan, they have yang. In Mexico, they have peso. And in Europe, 
they have euro. Money is what we receive for the work we do. Based on the type of work you do, a person who is highly skilled in his or her field of work will be paid more than someone who do a regular job. For those who said that money is not important, doesn't understand the value of money and how money works, or else they wouldn't have made that statement because they have a limited amount of knowledge about that topic. For those who said money is bad and it's evil, money have done a lot more good than poverty has. Yes, people have used money to do a lot of evil and wicked things in the world. But again, it's not the money, it's the person who's in control of the money. Understanding the value is the key to having the right perspective about the subject. The love and the lack of money is the root cause of many problems in the world. Money is a tool just like a brick. We can use it to build and do the things we need to in our life. Money has no feeling. It's a humble servant present and ready to do the will of those who are ready to use it. Money doesn't cry or become sad if you misuse it. It will simply disappear and won't return. If money, however, is at the center of your life and all you think about all of the time, then it can become an idol. It's like Gollum, a character from the Lord of the Rings. He found a ring of power which consumed his life and he called the ring my precious because that's all he think about all of the time which later destroyed him. Once you understand the value of money and how money works, then it makes life that much easier. How much money, however, is too much? How much money is too little? What is the balance that one can use as a gauge or scale to check to see what direction we're heading in? Are we heading in the right direction of greed, envy, jealousy, gluttony, or poverty? The lack of understanding and knowledge on this subject have caused some rich people who later become misers. This is someone who's stingy. They have it, but they pretend that they don't, and they're always trying to get something of great value at a cheaper price. I think the balance that keeps us from going from one extreme to the next is contentment and self-discipline. And you band those two with self-control. When anyone master and have these principles under control, then they are not sway in one direction or the next. For example, one day many years ago, some soldier approached a very wise yet humble man and asked him for advice based on the teaching that was presented at the time. How can we live a better life? His response was, be content with your pay. Don't take more than you have to. Have a conscience within you. Show love and compassion to those around you who are in need. The lack of money is the root of many evil and heartache. The lack of money create a mindset 
for those individuals to think of ways of getting something of value without paying for it. This usually creates a criminal mindset. We have many men and women that are now serving time in some jail or prison because they try to get something of value without paying for it. Unfortunately, things don't work that way. Sadly, they all got caught, some way or another. Those who have the spirit of greed, jealousy and envious within them tend to fall into this trap. The only way to overcome and control these desire and many other temptation is contentment and self-control. Everyone has a little greed within them. Or else, we would still be living in tents, riding horse and buggy. Wouldn't be using, would be using candles and lamps. Everyone has that desire of wanting more out of life. They make those sacrifices because they want the best things in life. There's a right and a wrong way of going about getting the finer things in life. Those who work hard and pay the price eventually reap the rewards of those efforts because hard work pays off. Working really hard does work. When you bring value to people's life and in the marketplace, usually compensated. In today's days and age, it is so easy to make money when you think about it. It's insane. For example, some kid can make a video, post on one of those social media platforms like YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. The video goes viral, now everyone is seeing it and based on the viewership, those company pay that person who posts the video. Now he has a captive audience so sponsor can sell their product to all the viewers. And those who take shortcuts in life later come to regret it while they are sitting inside their cell. One of those individuals is Adam Sanford. He's serving a 110 years prison sentence at the state penitentiary in Florida. He tried to appeal his conviction because he was crying that his sentence was too harsh. The judge re rejected because his crime was taking money and promising his client huge return on their investment while he was using all his client money on himself. Another well-known person was Bernie Madoff. He was running a Ponzi scheme by taking his investor money and promised them huge return, but instead they used the money to live lavish lifestyle by buying yachts, penthouse, car, etc. He was serving a 150 years in jail. He eventually died in jail without finish serving out his entire sentence. You have many people like them who have gotten caught because they thought they could deceive those who have entrust something of great value to them while they why they have these low-life scammer who would call you on your phone posing to be IRS telling you or telling people they hold money and the police is right on the way so the people need to send them money so they can call off the police some have gotten away while some have gotten caught the main question still remains what's too little
or not enough money? Am I content with the money I'm now making? If not, how do I go about getting it the right way? There are many ways of going about getting the bag the right way and keeping it. You can always play the end that was dealt or you can always improve it and make it better. Some people however doesn't have many options based on a different part of the world and based on all the different options that are available to them. Like for example growing up on the island of Jamaica I grew up with my grandfather and when he was growing up as a child his parents took him out of school to work on the farm so he never knew how to read. However that didn't stop him from being a very successful and productive man in the community. He didn't complain about his setback but instead he used all of his resources at his disposal. He sold the milk from the many cows that he had. My cousin and I was given a task with delivering the milk to all of his customers in the morning before we go to school. He would then bake these special raisin bread and sold them to everyone in the community. There were times he couldn't fulfill all of the, the demand. He would also plant sugar cane and when they were ready to be harvested, he would sell his share to the factory who in turn would use it to make sugar. The factory would pay him his share of the money. So he was a great example of someone who didn't accept the setback but used all the tools available to make money which was then able to feed and provide for the family. I think of all the other men and women who overcome all of the difficult setbacks and challenges they encounter in their lives and give the world some of the greatest gifts you can only dream about. Some of those people are Ray Charles. Even though he was blind, he was a great musician. Same thing with Stevie Wonder. He was blind, but he can sing and also play the piano. And the last person is Ellen Keller, who was born with deafness, dumbness, blindness. But that didn't stop her from being a great author. And she wrote many books and go on to do a lot of different things. So that ends today's segment on what greed, people trying to get things of great value without first paying a price. And we can see how some people use their setback as a tool and motivate them to try even harder to prove themselves. And we can see the different aspect about money, how different people view money. Uh, some people think money is bad, some think, think it's good. So that ends today's uh, discussion on it. Come back tomorrow when we pick up where we left off. Thank you again. Have a good night.